Um, you wanna? Yeah, you, wa- you wanna go? Oh yeah, let's go. let's take this outside. <laughs> Here comes the bride, all dressed in. Why do we do half the things we still do at weddings? And who's gonna write all those checks? It's my wedding industrial complex. Hello, and welcome to My Wedding Industrial Complex. I'm Liz, and I'm about to get married. I'm Tegan, and I'm not about to get married. Woo! And this is uh, the wedding podcast for people who are afraid of weddings. Yes. Um, I forgot about the tagline. Yeah, that's okay. We're still working on it. <laughs> We're getting there. So today, our episode is uh, a brief history of wedding television. Oh, man. Uh, so before I was ever engaged, before I had ever even met Damon, I have enjoyed watching these shows mostly... Like half enjoyed watching them and half stressed out watching them because they seem so absurd. Oh, yes. But like the best thing I thought it would be a great place to get. I don't know why I thought this a great place to get ideas for wedding planning to watch some like TLC weddings, because if you watch four weddings, that's four weddings in one show. You're bound to find an idea in there somewhere. Exactly. There's got to be something in there that you want. Uh, Unfortunately, no. Well, you know, <laughs> good ideas don't always make for good television. Um, yeah, I, I just recall, like, back when I was in college, I had a, a, a reasonably small roster of, like, my hangover shows, mm-hmm. which was, those were back in the days when I had uh, cable and DVR, which are things that I Whoa. don't have now because I'm not fancy. Um, That's so fancy. <laughs> it was very fancy. But, um, so we had cable and DVR, and my roommate Kayla and I used to watch uh, when we had it was on Sunday. We would make pancakes when we had hangovers and then we would watch either say yes to the dress or we also watched a great deal of wife swap, Ooh. which is like slightly further down the line yeah. as far as wedding television. Cause that's like post deep in the marriage television Those shows that goes badly. There's a reason but, why you're you know, not married to that person. Oh yeah. God. Well, that's another show where like that and House Hunters where I'm just like, get divorced, get divorced, get divorced. Get divorced. <laughs> like I always tell people that I'm the worst person that they should talk to if if they are trying to decide whether A, they should cut all of their hair off or B, they should break up with their significant other. Because your answer to yes my is answer to both is always yes. Yep. I'm like, if you have to ask me that question, the answer is yes. And that's how I feel <laughs> and about- And you should know, that's like when you flip a coin in the air and you already know what you'd like it to be before it hits the ground. If you're asking Tegan those questions, you already know what you want the answer to be. Exactly. <laughs> I am your coin. Uh, and <laughs> in that case, it was me looking at these TV shows and being like, you got to break up. Tails, you got to break man, up. Tails. It's better for you. It's tails, <laughs> tails, tails. It'd be better for you all the way around. <laughs> um, so I have in front of me this list of wedding shows from, uh, Wikipedia, which I happen to know for a fact is not a complete list because there are a certain amount of <laughs> these shows that I have watched that have not made this list. Um, and I want to definitely talk about, um, the shows that we've watched and what we've gotten out of them. Sure. Uh, but to start, I'm going to read you a couple of these titles and I want you to tell me what you think the show is about. And then I'll read you the, like the plot, the description of what it is. Okay. Great. Tell me. Um, let's start with, Oh God. 
um, engaged and underage. Is that about <laughs> I think that's current Senate be. candidate Roy Moore? Oh, God. Political. <laughs> oh, snap. <laughs> uh, also, I bet by the time this episode airs, he will have already been elected. So oh, this, God, Tegan. You know. Oh, sorry, I'm bringing your lips to someone's anus and never heard from again. (laughs) I'm bringing down the party. Anyway, Uh, uh, I'm assuming that is about um, young teens who are engaged to each other. Actually, it's about couples between the ages of 18 and 22 in the final weeks leading to their wedding. You know, when you say underage, I mean, under the drinking age, I guess. That's not what counts as underage in the United States of America. No. 18 and 21 come on no i mean not that i want to watch the alternative but like (laughs) yeah i don't know what i false advertising like i don't want anything out of that i don't want any of the things that that could possibly be but like (laughs) at least be straight with me about it how about don't tell the bride there's also an australian version and an irish version oh god don't tell the bride um is that about weddings where something goes horrifically wrong during the wedding no this one's interesting it is a british reality television series the premise of the series surrounds couples being awarded money to fund their wedding ceremony however every aspect of the ceremony must be organized by the groom with no contact with the bride oh Which, like i feel like i'd be fine with that if damon was the only one picking what we did it's not like see because i imagine that like what everybody thinks is going to happen is like when dwight from the office plans the office party and he just yes. gets brown balloons and a sign that says it is your birthday yes 100 percent. and i know damon would try that because he thinks that it is your birthday thing is the best joke that's ever happened <laughs> it's a pretty good joke but like it's almost as good as the recurring banner sign from arrested development <laughs> it's like right up there you're killing me buster you're killing me buster I want that sign in my wedding. If I ever get married, you're killing me. I just want a sign that says you're killing me. (laughs) Insert name of future husband. (laughs) I'm going to write that down for later. Okay, great. Uh, For that wedding that I don't plan to have. (laughs) Hey, you never know, right? Who's to say? Who's to say? But Liz, the whole point of this podcast is that you're having a wedding and I'm never having a wedding. (laughs) Is that the point? I just thought you weren't having one now. If you don't want one, that's fine. But I have to take a lot of things back to Target. Oh, okay. For my wedding that yeah, you're planning I'm for planning me? your secret wedding. Unless I'm not engaged. It's Don't Tell the Bride. Oh, oh, okay. Well, yeah, I feel like that's the kind of show, and I'm sure that many of these shows do because, you know, they're trying to appeal to the, the widest common wedding denominator. But I feel like that's one of those shows that's, like, very much, the concept is very much reliant on, like, traditional gender roles oh, in order for it to work. Well, that's it's the, the same idea sort of, of like is, men don't know anything. Oh my gosh. It's the same sort of thing as like house hunter shows where like they walk in and the woman's like, well, this closet's big enough for my stuff, but where are you going to put your stuff? And the men are like, this is my man cave. Every episode, every single, every one. episode, except this one episode, this is a very quick sidebar, but it's important. <laughs> there was this one episode of house hunters where the husband was talking about how he needed a man cave for his electronics. Oh yeah. And throughout, the entire episode he just kept saying oh yeah i could put my electronics there and my boyfriend and i by the time we got to the end of the episode we were just shouting like what electronics dude what shit do you have 
What kind of weird sex toys are you hiding in the basement? Like, and they never told us what his electronics were. Well, it's because he wanted to say Xbox, but no one would let him say Xbox. Well, and then when they show, after they bought the house and they showed him like setting up the basement, they literally just showed him like fussing around in a box full of aux cables. And that was it. Like that was all we saw of his like quote unquote electronics. That's what I feel like the cat would, my cat would say that his like pile of string was. I have <laughs> These to go are play my, with my electronics. electronics. <laughs> and he would like must them. Be like per per my electronics. My electronics. I am a kitten. I like that you think your cat understands what electronics are. He absolutely does. He's doing his best. Anyway, gender roles. Gender roles. Let's try. What else have we got? I found another good one. Um, I do. Let's eat. Oh. Um, <laughs> that sounds like a wedding show about people who don't really want to have weddings. They Does just it sound like they're like, let's get to the food. Come on. Right. Like, okay, we're married now. Like, let's get to the dinner. It is actually a Food Network Canada television series ah. featuring the nuptial cuisine of diverse cultures. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah, the main focus of the show is the wedding banquets of couples from different origins. That's actually, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm on board with that. I would watch that show. Right? Um, uh, One more, and then we can talk about our favorites and least favorites. Let's do... <laughs> Whose wedding is it anyway? <laughs> I didn't make that title up. Um, Is that an episode, a show that is exclusively about Colin Mockery yes. getting, getting it's married. It's Colin Mockery getting married. It's weird. It's like a season long thing. It's a, it's a very long he's wedding. A it's a, it's a <laughs> <laughs> and he's marrying Ryan Stiles. He's marrying Ryan Stiles. And they're going to do a compilation album about it. Oh my God. I'm so, I like really want that to be real now. It is actually a show where each episode follows two different couples who plan their weddings in different states and sometimes a destination wedding in a foreign country. Okay, wait. Um, it chronicles the wedding planner doing stuff. Oh, wow. Ooh, I learned a new word today. Apparently the act of being engaged, you can refer to it as a fiance. Oh, I think. Yeah. I feel like engagement. I've, I have referred to people as affianced before. Really? Yeah. That sounds so fancy. Doesn't it? I feel weird saying my fiance about things. Sidebar. Like yeah. anytime anybody is like, uh, ma'am, are you waiting for someone? And I'll be like, my fiance. And I'll be like, that felt weird. <laughs> Cause like, this is the shortest amount of time that I will have that moniker for him. Like right. I've been calling him my boyfriend for like three years and yeah. now I will be calling, I still call him my boyfriend most of the time. Sure. And then I'll call him husband, presumably like once forever, you are wed until the day I die. <laughs> right. Sure. Or if he dies first, you know, whatever women have a longer I'll take life expectancy. <laughs> Or if you die at the exact same minute. That's how it's going to go. It's going to be Pull a notebook either, on everybody. It's going to be either very romantic or very violent. <laughs> <laughs> like most love. I hope he knows. He's in the other room. He's hearing this. Um, or he's got a podcast on, in which case this is going to be a surprise in 50 years. <laughs> Plot twist. Oh, oops. Um, but apparently there's a whole bunch of different words to refer to being engaged. At, oh, uh, not a bunch. Engaged, betrothed, affiance, fiance, and fiance with two E's. Yeah. And that's all. That's the one thing that always trips me up is when I'm talking about people who are affianced. Affianced? Uh, is I, it affianced? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, affianced. I mean, I sort of just am going with that. Ambiance. Ambiance, affianced. Um, but I always forget 
that fiance and fiance are spelled differently yeah. based b- because French. it's it's French and French language is a gendered language. So like things have to be feminine and masculine. Uh, and I always forget that. And I always just type fiance with one E and then I'm like, damn it. Which one is That's it? It's not right at all. And then you can't remember which one's got the accent you Right. Um, so there are a couple of wedding shows that I particularly like to watch. Talk to me about it. Um, yeah, let's talk about the ones we like, and then we can talk about the ones that make me very upset. Um, I like watching Four Weddings. Um, I've never watched Four Weddings. It, Tell me about Four Weddings. Okay, so it's a TLC show, and if you want to, you can watch it on the TLC Go app, which is how I've been watching it. Thanks, hat tip to my parents for buying cable still. <laughs> they can have my Netflix, and I can have their cable. Um, I like to watch it because it is, so here's the premise. There are four brides. They are all invited to each other's weddings. Okay. And they judge each other's weddings and rate them. You were telling me about this. Yeah. So that seems so stressful. Doesn't it? Doesn't it? Also, yes. they set it up specifically so that no bride can fuck over another bride by giving her like a poor rating. That's you have good. to like rank each person first in something. And like first, second, third. Okay, gotcha. So you can't just way. be like, Julia's a bitch. Julia she gets, gets all zeros. zeros. <laughs> okay, yeah, got yeah. it. That's good. Um, and uh, the thing about this show, I don't like it for wedding planning purposes because all of these weddings blend together. There's sure. usually like one thing that's different about them. And usually it's something very uncomfortable. Like they have it at a plantation. And, and you're, you're like, like oh, there are some ethical questions here. Maybe don't. Um. And if you do anything too far out of the ordinary, the brides give you negative scores or they don't, just don't score you as well. Okay. Um, so like there was one set of four brides and one of them had a Halloween horror movie themed wedding. And she was like this weird little bride anyway. And like that was having the best fun. time. It was great. And she had like a fountain with like eyeballs floating in it. And it was great. Great. Um, but they, all the brides were like, I just don't like the theme. And they like rated her poorly. And I was like, well, bro, it's not for you. Right. Like that's very clearly the kind of thing that you only do at your wedding. If you're like, this is some shit that is going to bring me a fuck ton of joy. And I don't care about right? you. And there's always like sports bride who like, sure. Likes to take her picture in her wedding dress, like hiking a football. Sure. Footballs work like that. Um, I don't know. <laughs> sports. There's sports bride. I feel like nowadays there's like, you got your sports brides, sports brides. you got your Harry Potter brides, Harry Potter brides, like spooky theme bride, spooky theme brides. Um, yeah. Like I feel like I've seen a couple of like nightmare before Christmas weddings. Ugh, that sounds played out already. Yeah. I don't know. Not to yuck your yum, but like a lot of hot topic kids are getting married now. <laughs> Good Lord. Are we that old? Yes. <laughs> hot topic kids. Well, I mean, how was us? Yeah. Back in the day, my older brother worked at a hot topic when he was 16 years old. No shade. That's the perfect time to do that. Yeah. Like that's the time when you work at a hot topic. That's, when you're that's my point is that like he's six years older than I am. And like he was working at a hot topic and that was like the hot gig when he was 16. Oh, I bet. So like all the cool kids. Yeah. So like that's the, you know, he had his, his fucking UFO pants and like that was, <laughs> that was the time. Those were the times Listen, I'm in not, which we lived. I'm not trying to make up a thing. These were the times. He these, wore UFO pants. These were the times. I'm just saying. These yeah, are these probably are had the like times a big dog t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. He definitely he had a lot of like Metallica and Deftones oh, tees. Yeah. Spiky hair and mm-hmm. and suspenders you don't actually use. He didn't ever have suspenders. He did have a stuffed alien 
I think, at one point. <laughs> Everybody did. Everybody had a stuffed... I think he got it as a prize or at like, King's Island. You either had a stuffed alien or a stuffed smiley face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had a stuffed alien for sure. Um, or like a... Um, what was the other thing everybody had that was like a toy? Never mind. I had a thing. I don't know. Um, he had a Ninja Turtles pinata, but that was from when he was much younger that he just kept for many years. <laughs> you can't judge someone for the thing that they got for their sixth birthday. Oh, no, no, no. Also, like, he kept that. I think we still have that somewhere. Oh, that's it, awesome, I'm pretty though. sure it was Michelangelo, and he just we just never filled it with candy and never smashed it, and so he just had, like, a perfectly intact Ninja Turtles pinata for, like, 15 years. It's really such a shame to smash them. Yeah, especially when they're cool, when right. they're Ninja Turtles. I saw one in a window in Rogers Park that was Donald Trump, and it wasn't accurate to size. Like his head was too big and his body was too small. He looked like mm. a gingerbread man with oh. Donald Trump hair. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> the point of four weddings is. This is a very political episode. Political. Oh, God. That shouldn't. It shouldn't. Anyway. Um, the world is on fire. The world is on fire. Um, we're talking about weddings. This is another thing. We should probably have a podcast episode about that. About like. Getting married when the world is on fire. Yeah. Getting married when the whole rest of the world seems kind of dire and sad and like trying to still find joy around like. Yeah. Crap that sucks. But we like. We should do an episode about we that. We should do an episode about that. Put it on that. the list. I'll put it on the, the, the PDF. Um, the, p- say it again? the PDF. The p- le, le PDF. Le PDF. Le PDF. <laughs> On le PDF uh, oh. for the show. Mais oui. This whole show now is in French accent. No, it will not be. Is that so is what we are doing now? Sustainability. Okay. Um, so, but four weddings. Yes, four weddings. The, the upshot is that all of the weddings wind up looking the same because they all want them to be like premier-shaped weddings. So all of the brides tend to have wedding dresses that are like white and long and mermaid-shaped. Sure. And like all of the weddings have like the same sort of like Chiavari chairs. Do you know Chiavari chairs? By I the don't. Way? This is the thing I learned in wedding planning. Tell me all about it. Chiavari chairs are those. And I think that's how you say it. Fuck if I know. Who's to care? Who's to care? <laughs> Who's to care? Um, <laughs> that's not how sentences work, like but it is ladder back. Which my mom was. My mom is listening to this. She's gonna give me shit later because I didn't know what the fuck a ladder back chair was. <laughs> But now okay, so a ladder back chair. It's like a, but it's not. It's like a, um, they look like they're made out of bamboo usually, but they're fake. Like, okay. And they're like, like a little gate on the back. And they're like the fancy chairs. And sometimes yeah. they're like clear plastic. Okay. I'm going to show you a picture. Yeah, show me a picture. I'm going to look up a picture. Um, These chairs are like, they're so, they often have an upcharge in weddings to have them they look mm-hmm. like this oh yes yes yes, yes yes okay yes yeah if you i would describe that as like a little ladder and then a smaller ladder on its side on top <laughs> yeah yeah so you it's know. like it's like at the back of the chair it's like two rungs and then it's a, a different set of rungs that's horizontal instead of vertical and it's smaller rungs and there are more of them on top of those rungs sure that's too anyway, many they're words fancy to describe wedding that. chairs. Yes, fancy wedding and chairs. And you generally pay more for them because you don't have to put covers on them. Right. But all the weddings that you can see on four weddings have like those chairs, but they're made of like lucite, so they're like clear and they're like crystals everywhere. And sure. they're just like it's just all the weddings look the same. But the trick is like sometimes, and this is my favorite part, is that the price points are super different. And they'll like say sometimes what their budget is. Uh-huh. And some brides are like, this is my ten thousand dollar wedding. And then this other person's like, this is my thirty five thousand dollar wedding. And they look exactly the same. 
And you're like, what is so different that you had to spend another $25,000? Like, why? Yeah. I mean, it it is probably, again, down to, like, how many flowers you have. Sure. And, and how, how many, many people. people you have. Yeah. yeah. As but we like, talked about in our previous episode, right? The, the number of bodies in the room makes a big old difference when it comes to cash money. Right. But it's all, like the show is fun because you get to watch these three other brides get real drunk at someone else's wedding. Sure. Immediately after or before their own. Right. Um, but the <laughs> it's just like it doesn't help with wedding planning at all. And also it's just like a homogenous blur of wedding. Right. It just looks like one person's wedding. Yeah. That's the thing that I find difficult sometimes about wedding shows is that like in my real life, like I don't go, I mean, there are certain years where it's like there are clusters of weddings and you know, a lot of people get married in one year Mm -hmm. for whatever reason. Um, but I like have a hard time going to too many weddings in too (laughs) short of a period of time. Cause I'm just like, all weddings are just the same really. And like, they just blend together. And obviously I'm having fun with you, my friend, you know, friend name X who I'm here to (laughs) celebrate. This is a card that you give people. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's got a, it's a, it's a fill in card. Um, it's like a mad lib, but for, for weddings, all weddings are the same dear friend (laughs) noun, (laughs) proper noun. Exactly. So it's like that. But yeah, I I find it difficult because so many weddings are just so similar and like seeing them back to back to back, you sort of become more conscious of that and more conscious of the fact that like all weddings are really just like a shuffling of eight or nine different details around a board. Yeah, it really is. Because I mean, like the way that we the way that at least like Americans like standard American white bready American weddings go like they all have the same moving parts. Like right. there's things that you do that make a thing, a traditional wedding and like they all look the same. And that actually kind of like Damon and I would watch a couple of these like wedding shows and we would go to our friends' weddings. And at the end of it, we'd be like, it just frees us a little bit because it, it means we don't have to do something where it's spectacular and everybody will remember it until the day they die because all weddings are sort of the same and ours will fade into the like collective memory of our friends who've been to other weddings in their life. Right. So it just matters that we have a good time right. and do like a fun thing that looks great for us. And like, yeah, we don't and have like, to focus enjoy on the company unique. of like the people that are there. Cause yeah. that's, that's, I think the biggest, the biggest thing that sometimes gets lost in, in these weddings that are all about like, what's it going to look like? Oh, absolutely. What's your dress like? What's this thing like? What are you, how are you feeding people? Like, well, yeah, but like, who's there? Like, let's focus on that. Right. Which, which brings me to my, my all time favorite wedding TV show, which is say yes to the dress. So (laughs) I love say yes to the dress because it is so outside of any lived experience that I ever want to partake in. Oh my in. gosh, I've watched like three or four episodes of that recently because I ran out of four weddings sure. to watch. And it, I, okay, so I think I watched a very recent season and it felt very, and I'm probably, I'll have you explain how the show goes. Yeah. But the very recent season that I watched, everything felt very like rehearsed and like already pre-organized. Has it always felt that way? Um, kind of. I mean, I think it's, I don't know if it functions in the same way that House Hunters does. I've been talking about House Hunters a lot on this show. Listen, that show's legit. It's <laughs> legit, and I've been watching a lot of it lately. But I, I don't know if it works the same way as House, Hunter, House Hunters, House Hunters. Uh, Hunters, as House Hunters does, which <laughs> is where on House Hunters, you can't go on House Hunters until unless you've already oh, bought yeah, a house. yeah, you already did it. So, like, the houses that you're, so basically people are doing, like, 
true crime reenactments of their own house purchasing process <laughs> on the show House Hunters. <laughs> Which is my favorite part about Unsolved Mysteries. Right, exactly. Um, so I, I don't know if Say Yes to the Dress is the same way where people are like, replaying in real time like the dress experience that they've already had well here's what the most recent episode i watched went down tell me about it two of the main people a dude and a lady went to the liquor store to get a bottle of champagne for the third lady who had done something very good i guess maybe this was say yes to the dress atlanta i think it was say yes to the dress atlanta atlanta's not my favorite Okay. I don't like the shop owners. They're not, the shop owners are not my favorite They're, on Atlanta. It was fine. But they went to this liquor store and they, this big brassy woman comes up and she's like, hey guys, I'm getting married. And they're like, yeah, we know we got your dress for you like a couple months back. And she goes, well, the themes changed. Now it's a biker wedding. I'm going to need another dress. And they're like, what? And then she's like, can you fit me in today? And they're all like, well, yeah. Bugger. Bugger. And then they like, they go there and they, um, they don't find her. Well, I mean, she already has a dress. It's a traditional wedding dress. Sure. The shop, from my understanding, only has traditional wedding dresses in it. Yes. I don't know why she thought she would find a biker wedding dress there. In the end, I think she bought a mermaid dress. Yeah. I mean, so basically the the show takes place in this particular bridal boutique. And I believe it's been a minute since I watched either of these shows, but my understanding, my remembrance of this is that it's, it's a boutique that originated in New York and the Atlanta version is just like the Atlanta branch of the, the shop franchise. Yeah. Of, it? of, okay. of Kleinfeld. Kleinfeld. So uh, at Kleinfeld's basically, yeah, it's all like, I don't think anything in there costs less than like $1,500. Yeah. Someone said that their budget was $2,000 and all of this, the people there like made this like, oh boy face. Oh yeah. Well, usually, well, so this is the thing. This is part of, I think why I enjoy watching this show and why I enjoy watching like very insane episodes of house hunters, <laughs> which is like, I am a person who makes an average sized income uh, in a city where the cost of living is very high. <laughs> and I am also, aside from that, a ruthless spendthrift. Uh, I am like, ruthless. I'm ruthless. I, I don't want to spend money on anything. Um, and so it's very entertaining for me to like watch people have these sort of extravagant money spewing adventures <laughs> where they're just like, I'll just drop $10,000 on that. That's fine. Because I'm looking at it going like, you fool. You fool. Um, yeah, that lady who bought a second wedding dress that looked exactly like the first one. I was like, what's wrong with you? Oh, yeah. And so like, it's very entertaining for me to watch episodes of Say Us to the Dress where people go on and they're like, I would like to spend $10,000 on a wedding dress because it's my big day and I want to like look this good. And I'm like, <laughs> bitch. Tegan Damon and I have been joking that it's his big day. <laughs> Be like, listen, we'll make it happen for you, baby. It's your big day. Damon's the bridezilla Damon's of the, the bridezilla. two of you. Yeah. It's his big day. I'm just living in it. Yeah. So basically, so my, my, uh, my breakdown of say yes to the dress as a, as a show, as a concept of a show would be uh bride comes to the boutique for, uh, to look at some dresses. She gives them the, her budget <clears throat> 
They all tell her that her budget is too small. They bring her a bunch of stuff that's more expensive than her budget. <sighs> she finds a way to swing it, usually because one of her parents is there and is like, we'll make it work for you, honey. Hey, don't put your parents She in always brings too many people to watch the fitting. Uh, there are too many opinions. It's like being a writer in a workshop. All of a sudden, everybody's got a million opinions about what your stuff is, is <sighs> like and should be like instead. <sighs> and then eventually she picks the one that only half of her people like. And it costs more money than she expects. And then she will eventually probably show up at a future episode where she's getting her stuff tailored. And there's like a tailoring disaster right before her Ugh. wedding. So that's usually how that show works. I've watched them. Do they typically do this where like if the bride's like on the fence about a wedding dress, they'll like do her hair up real quick. Yes. They will put a veil on her to show her like the full effect. I've, and they always act like it's so different. And I'm like, you well, see, they put the veil on them when their eyes are open. They put like a $700 veil on these oh girls' my. heads, by the Which, way. Which, speaking of, never pay that much money for a veil. It's a piece of tool on a comb. Also, <laughs> you don't need a veil. You we'll talk about this when we talk, we'll talk about, about wedding about, dresses. Yeah. I have a lot of shouting to do about veils. I think they're garbage. And <laughs> that's a separate opinion that I have. Bless you, sweetheart. <laughs> um... Uh, unveiling your husband's property. Get out of my I face. Want, I only want to do that if I get to like disguise myself in a crowd of people dressed exactly like me in a similar body shape. And if he picks the wrong bride, he has to get married to her. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that was an episode of Sherlock. I was pretty sure. It's either an episode of Sherlock or like a Shakespeare if he picks the gold case, he's going to face face See, will when, melt. When you said something about like disguising yourself, I just pictured that like you had a veil on, but underneath your veil was like a, a bandit mustache. mask. <laughs> just like, just like a little Zorro mask that like disguises nothing about your face, but you're like, ta-da, I'm a bandit. <laughs> I'm a thinking you about, don't know who I'm I am. About that. I might wear like a, um, like a, like a, one of those plastic face masks of like a dinosaur. Oh, sure. Yeah. Or just do like a Phantom of the Opera mask. Just do like Absolutely. one half of your face. Absolutely. And I'm going to give myself a horrible chemical burn the day Perfect. before. That's good. <laughs> that seems like a good, like a quality wedding beauty routine. Oh, we'll get to that too. We got an episode about wedding so beauty. We'll talk about uh, dangerous chemical peels when we get there. <laughs> I hope you remember too. Um, 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 Ladies, wait. get ready for your Phantom of the Opera mask. It's <laughs> very important for your game. big day. It's the hottest trend. Um, I feel that it is gross to make people spend that much money on a dress. 100%. And especially a dress that, like, you literally have no occasion to ever wear again. Yeah. I mean, like... You know what? Like, if that's your priority and you re like, I thought about like, it'd be cool to wear a ball gown one time in my life, but like sure. that'll never come up. So probably it won't. But like, if I really, really wanted to, I would make it a priority and save for it, I guess. Sure. But like, <sighs> there's so many wedding dresses that are so pretty, but the they all look the same kind of. Yes. There Not are to, like, like, throw shade on any of my beautiful friends who've gotten married. But no, like, but there are, like, three shapes of wedding dress, and those are all the wedding dresses that there are. The end. And you can have different ruching, and you can have different beading. Right. And, like, sometimes you mix it up. Like, um, our friend Jill from college, she got married, and she had a friend make her wedding dress, Aww. and it was this, like, beautiful, super unique 
little dress that like looked amazing on her and was perfect for her. And that kind of stuff happens sometimes, you know, like those, those things do occur. Uh, but if you are shopping for a wedding dress at like a specified wedding boutique, um, and I don't want to get too far into this when we've got a whole episode about dresses later on, but I, I, that's the thing about that show that like at a certain point you've watched all there is to watch of it. Because yep. you're like, okay, I know that you're going to pick either like the mermaid a ball one, gown or a, a mermaid one. one. And like, if you ask for something that's in an unusual color, they'll be like, <gasps> all their sensibilities will be horrified. We don't have a peach dress. Right. That's the other thing is that if I ever get married, I'm not getting married in a white dress. White is a hard color to make work. It is. And it's also a dangerous color. I am always certain that if I'm wearing white anything, that's going to be the day that I sit in jam. We're having tacos. I'm going to spill it on myself. Sure. I'm probably going to be stained by the end of the night. Like, let's be real about our lives. One way or another, you know, the the food that I eat, the drink that I drink, the blood of my enemies, one of those things is going to get on my dress. Possibly combined. Possibly combined. You know, melee into a very strange sauce. (laughs) Good Lord. Um, but yeah, I think like the, the wedding dresses and we'll obviously we got a whole episode coming up about wedding dresses. So be on the lookout for that America. But, um, I am trying not to get a white, white wedding dress because <laughs> I don't like white. I think it's a weird color and it's like hard to accessorize yeah. and it automatically makes you look like a, a foofy blimp. little ballerina a and like blimp ballerina. Yeah. It's dumb. And, and also my first period happened when I was wearing a pair of white pants and of I haven't course. worn any white clothing since, you know, I until this moment didn't believe that any actual human woman owned white pants, but it's been a thing. It's, you know, did you wait me saying that I had at one time white pants, like shattered that feeling for you? Yeah. I'm just, you're the only person I, you're the only woman I've ever known who has actually said that at one time you owned white pants at the time I was 13 and I did not know any better. Fair. That's and then fair. that day I learned my lesson. You're like, well, I'm done now. This That's is, all. this is dead forever. Yep. Uh, I will never be an actress in a tampon commercial. Nope. Um, one, I don't period blue. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Do any of us white pants, white uh, pants, bad and blue periods. Even if your period was blue, you'd still not want to wear white pants. Picasso. Blue is also a very apparent color on white. <laughs> I'm sorry. Weird, right? I'm sorry. But um, yeah, I, I mean, not to say that I'm worried about getting my period on my wedding, but like, <laughs> but you know, it's a real thing. Anything's possible. Anything's possible. Bodies are a nightmare. Bodies are a nightmare. Being this human flesh bag. <laughs> We're all sacks of meat. Let's just like buy a dress you can fucking afford. Happy okay. Happy wedding. Oh, Okay, speaking of dress, buy a dress you can afford. Here's the shows that I do not like. Tell me about or your shows. That at least like make me sort of feel like gross about weddings in general. Sure. Um, there are three types. Well, I'm gonna say two types of of wedding show that I cannot stand. Okay. One is one where um. <laughs> The couple has no idea how much money they are spending and they keep demanding more and more things. And at the end of it, they sit down in front of the camera and say, we spent $30,000 over our budget. Oh, well, and shrug. Sure. Because it it makes me, my inner, you're spending too much money, like elf, freak out and run around my guts. Um, And I'm just picturing a, your freak out elf. It's so little. He's really cute and also very anxious. So anxious. (laughs) He sits on a couch and twiddles his thumbs. Um, 
And then the other kind of show that I really don't like are the ones where they demand a bride change her appearance drastically in order to get married. Yes. And this is another thing we will have an episode about in the future, the like, like weight loss for your wedding. Yeah. What's well, it called? Sweating for the wedding. Yes. Yeah, hashtag. Sweating for the wedding. Oh, fuck. Which is, oh. Fucking hash. Fuck your hashtags. Fuck your guys. hashtags. This one's a little profane. <laughs> this, this episode yeah, got this real. Is a, this is a sassy episode. Sassy. A sass episode. Nope. I'm gonna go home. Sassafras. Um, but there's a wedding show. I think it's like Chubster's weddings or something. What? Let me look at this list. Oh my god. It is called. I feel like there was at one point like an extreme makeover wedding edition. Well, there was bridal plasty. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I just found another um, wedding show that we should have done a what is this show about called Don't Be Tardy <laughs> is I that, hope it's British it can only be that's, British there's no American would make a television show called Don't, Don't Be Tardy Don't Be Tardy Don't Be Tardy it is a American reality show what? on Bravo well oh it's a I'll two, be damned two people Kim Zolchak and her husband Croy Bierman, who are from the Real Housewives. I was going to say that's. I think she's a Real Housewife. Is that like tardy for the party lady? I oh, thought that I'm, was the Countess. I I don't this know. Is, I've this never is watched an episode of Real Housewives. I'm going to be real with America. It's I've fine. never seen my one. mom and sister like it, and it stresses me out real hard. Yeah, Can't I can only it. watch like thirty minutes in my whole life of like reality TV. That's not a competition show. Have you hit your limit already? Yeah. Oh, I've hit it. I hit it many years ago, but like (laughs) if it's not a competition show and specifically like a cooking show, I'm like, "Ah." or like a mild mannered HGTV show. Right. Or very occasionally, like I I don't watch so much. We're talking about wedding reality TV. (laughs) I feel like I should qualify that. Like I have watched a lot of wedding reality TV, (laughs) but sometimes it's just like, if there's not a defined end goal for a, like, I feel like even in some ways, I feel like something like say yes to the dress is sort of a competition show because it's like, you know, that at the end of the show, the goal is that she's going to pick between these three dresses and she's going to pick a dress. And it's, it's the same thing with like house hunters where it's like, you know, they're going to pick a house at the end of the show and they have, or, or they don't. And it's really weird and disappointing. Right. But something like, you know, a real housewives where it's just like mean people just yell at each other for a million hours. I'm like, people forget uh, that they're not children and yell at each other. Yeah. I once accidentally watched like a whole day marathon of Vanderpump rules. That is a commitment to that accident. And (laughs) it was one of those Sundays, you know, when you just like start a thing and you're like, this might as well happen. (laughs) And so I watched a lot of Vanderpump Rules, and I think that was about all that I can do for the rest of my life, is I'm just like, this is about all of the, like, television-sponsored interpersonal cruelty that I can deal with. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I got. But speaking of interpersonal television cruelty, I've never watched this show, but it is officially my least favorite bridal TV show. Okay, tell me more. It is called Bulging Brides. Yeah. First of all, gross. Gross. That sounds like you put a whole bunch of brides into like <laughs> you put into them into a tube, like a tube, and you let them like kind of bulge at the end. Yeah, it's like you put a whole bunch of brides into like a person-sized sausage casing, and you're just like, good luck. <laughs> Whichever one of you 
you get sadder. Oh, in four weddings, if they win, they get a honeymoon. Oh, good. But if they, you win from bulging brides, you get a, a person-sized sausage casing. <laughs> Maybe that's just called husband. spanks. I don't know. Honestly. <laughs> but bulging brides. Let me read to you the plot. I'm already mad about brides. it. I know. Uh, Each episode begins with a bride roughly two months before her wedding day, trying on a wedding dress and finding it does not fit. Europe and Bowman, who are the like hosts and helpers. Are those um, their first names? I hope so. Europe and Bowman. No, no, no. Tommy Europe and Nadine Bowman. And then seamstress Europe is a fake name. Tommy Europe. I'm Tommy Europe. And this is my brother, Tommy Germany. (laughs) He's my little brother. I hate this already. Go on. Um, so Europe and Bowman offer their assistance to help her shed the pounds necessary. After reviewing the bride's food diary, Bowman makes her feel guilty by taking her down the, in quotes, aisle of shame, which recreates the bride's high calorie diet. Bowman then offers a more healthy diet for the bride to follow. Next, Europe offers a, uses a, sorry, Europe uses a computer simulation to depict what the bride will look like in a few years based on her current diet and activity and the fact that many brides gain a lot of weight during the first few years of marriage. The shocked bride agrees to accept Europe's assistance. Next, the show follows the bride Why as is she's... There more? There's so much more. Why? She, the show follows the bride as she strays from her recommended diet. This is followed by a confrontation in which the bride must reaffirm her desire to follow the guidelines set by the hosts. Partway through the weight loss regimen, the bride's measurements are taken, and she tries on her wedding gown. The bride has made some progress, but there's still work to be done. For the final push, Europe enlists the bride's fiancé to join her and provide support in a run to the top of, quotes, Cardiac Hill. What? Yep. At the end of the show, the bride's measurements are taken, and she tries on her wedding gown one last time. This time, the gown fits perfectly. I wish that podcasts had, like, face shots that you could include because i wish that everyone could see what my face is doing right now it's like all of your all of your face parts are squinched together and also in a straight line across (laughs) i have so many varied negative feelings about that that i don't know where to begin i think that if it helps it is a show that was from 2006 Okay. It's a show from That was like around Canada, which seems like the rudest thing for Canadians to ever That's do. That's the rudest thing Canadians have ever done. But um, yeah, I feel like that was like around the time that people were into like really intense sort of like makeover shows, like yeah. personal make like that like was around swan. the time of the Swan and like shit like that. Oh no, it's still on TV. What? Ser- TV series 2008- nothing. Oh my god. Where can I find this? Okay, if any of the producers or uh, hosts of Bulging Brides Ugh. are listening to this podcast, uh email us cuz I want to fight you. I'll fight you. Also, if you Google or if you search Bulging on uh YouTube, the first thing you get is Bulging Disc Lower Back. But that oh. might just be because I'm getting old. <laughs> Maybe they're just doing targeted marketing for bulging you. Bulging Brides. I oh Canada and they're thin also not that that matters but like but also Tommy Canada. Europe Canada Tommy Europe has his own YouTube channel and he looks like a character out of a Black Mirror episode he does he really does right all right yeah 
Tommy okay. Europe's the one leading all of those people on their treadmills in that weird dystopia with all the yep, TV reality the one, Yeah, the one with um, with uh, Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah. yeah. Wait, who's he from? Uh, he was in Get Out. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, that kind but of. But in show. that episode, he was he was falling in love with Jessica Brown Finley, who is oh, yeah. basic. Basically, <laughs> Jessica. He is. She is basically. She is basically the British Allison Williams. So it makes. Oh, sense. she is. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, the British Allison Williams. Anywho, anyway, so that shows garbage. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I feel like so much of wedding television, and and I, I think I mentioned this at the beginning. Like it sort of has to because it's a, trying to apply itself to the broadest possible audience. Mm-hmm. But so much wedding TV is just so much about like wildly traditional and restrictive gender roles and also beauty standards and being like there is one universal standard for like what a bride is supposed to look like and what a groom is supposed to look like and like if you don't do that perfectly it's not a wedding it doesn't it's not a wedding and it doesn't count and like your life doesn't count and i don't know everything is bullshit and that's a very mean way to look at the world and i don't appreciate it and even on the shows there's this tv show called cheap weddings which is not on this list actually that's how i know this list isn't complete Uh um but it is on netflix if you want to check it out it's actually not the worst um but it's about these couples in australia who are trying to do their like weddings and usually they're like um really young couples or like later in life couples and they don't want to spend a lot of money so they're trying to do a wedding for a very reasonable and small amount of money sure and then, like, everything about it's really sweet, and it's their families coming together and helping them do stuff. But the narrator of the show has the snarkiest things to say about their budgets. She's always like, they're going to do a champagne wedding on a beer budget. And they're like, every time that they're, like, picking out fake flowers, she's like, they're not real, but they'll have to do. And it's like, what fucking show do you think you're narrating? Yeah. That's lady, the whole point of this show. It's like the house hunters lady if the house hunters lady had a mean sister who didn't get enough attention oh no No. but like you know whatever it's (laughs) watch the show if you like the show i will never ever sign up for one of these shows yeah except for like to if there were a show that was just about everybody hugging yeah but not a gross i would watch that show no i don't feel like that's like Brooklyn Nine Nine is a show is about everybody show. hugging. It's a show about people hugging. Okay, because like a literal show about everybody hugging would kick off the that air would be too. That would be too too weird. <laughs> too weird I feel to like well, th- I feel like that's what would happen is if you if you made a Brooklyn Nine Nine spinoff that was just exclusively about the boils. Yes, it's just it'd just <laughs> be a show about everybody hug. hugging. Yep. Aww. What a nice show. It's such a nice show. Everyone's so nice to I'm each other. lessons and being nice. Everybody watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It's a good show. It's not about weddings, but it's a good show. Most, you know, the lesson really here is that most shows that aren't about weddings are better shows. Yeah, wedding shows are not so good. They're sometimes good when you are 20 and you have a hangover and you're laying on your couch on your face. They're a great nap time as an almost 30-year-old person. Yeah, totally. Um, but if you're looking for like real-life wedding advice... I'd stay away from Don't it. do that. Listen yeah. to our podcast instead. Listen to our podcast or check out a wedding website that's not like a bunch of bullshit if you can find one. We'll right. talk about that next time. Um, so this has been My Wedding Industrial Complex and I'm Liz, the future bride. And I'm Tegan, the helper. <laughs> 
the the assisting gremlin. It's whatever you want to be. Yeah, I'll make a different one every episode. Um, so this has been my wedding industrial complex, and today, as always, do what you can afford. Do what you can afford. Thanks for listening to My Wedding Industrial Complex. If you have any thoughts or comments you would like to send to us, you can contact us at mwicpodcast at gmail.com. You can get in touch with us on our website, which is myweddingindustrialcomplex.wordpress.com. Thanks to our composer, Charles E. Miller, for our theme song. And as always, do what you can afford.